Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Good afternoon on a beautiful Wednesday and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. I'm joined as always by producer G. Hey Wiley, G. how are you? <coughs> well, I couldn't be better. Sorry for that cough. I couldn't be better. Um... Yeah, couldn't be better. At Media Row and here with yeah. my, my favorite podcast guests um, for Seg 1. So I'm, I'm super psyched. Not only podcast guests, they are our colleagues on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Yeah. The Charity Stripes in the house. How are we guys? Uh, yeah, yeah. 1090 <laughs> representing pretty strongly here at Radio they Row. Are. Are. I don't, we do a... Whenever we intro ourselves, we do like a air horn sound effect. Okay. So, super corny on our show. Oh no! I actually was gonna go because yeah. I did listen to the last <laughs> episode with you guys. We do and we tell him, we say, if you don't like a DJ air horn, come take it up with us in our DMs. <laughs> but no one's no one's uh, talked bad about it. No I think they all enjoy it on 1090. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love I love that air horn. I think it's great. So keep keep it keep the gravy train going. Like yeah. don't don't stop it. I'm gonna, gonna get married and I come down the aisle. It's gonna be like, bro, bro, bro. Oh, my wife's dad is like, why did I say yes to this guy? I was so close to saying no. And that's true. But here we are. I, f- I feel like the girl that would want to marry you would be like, yeah, this is par for the course. Exactly. I'm just going to cry. Thank you. Like, you yeah. see? Um, yeah. I am assuming this is your guys' first row experience. No. no. Nick's first row. My, Nick's my first. Second. They were down okay. in Miami, though. I missed that Miami. One. Yeah, because we had, like, you know, a period there. Like, me and GA went to Tampa, and when I tell you uh, depressing doesn't even begin to say, it was like the apocalypse or something. Like, you walked in, there was 42 tables only 16 were being used. I think half of those were like college podcasts or something. It was socially distanced plexiglass tables, which were just a weird, it was just weird. And I said, Jay, let's just do the, from our hotel. This, I mean, we, because the whole reason to be here, you may get, you know, the Miz like you guys had on today. Or like, yep. But there was no one walking around. This was like the height of the pandemic. But then when, once you left, the convention center, you're in Florida, and uh, COVID never did really like exist in Florida, as we saw. Uh, so it was an interesting experience. This feels normal. This feels like for the first time, it's like, you know, you don't always have to wear a mask, although that mandate will be gone next week. But this feels kind of normal. It's not quite as crazy as it was in Florida, right? Miami was a little bit more. Miami, I don't know what Tampa was. I mean, not only does it seem there, and also in Tampa Bay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Space, <laughs> when we were in Miami, we go down. I went down with Alex, our third member, uh, who's, you know, behind some doing some work for us right now. We go down to Miami. Alex's dad is like, hey, do you guys maybe want to wear a mask on the plane? It's getting dicey out there. There may be this whole disease. I'd say to him, uh, no thanks, sir. I'm not a loser. I'll not be wearing it <laughs> in my face, which is the story of my life. Yeah. Seven. We go down there, and it was it was an incredible experience. It was wild. I was doing a sober January, February. Wow. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. I'm doing sober February. In life because I'm in lockdown a month later. I yeah, exactly. Again, in my face, part two. Yeah. On this trip, but it was unbelievable. I mean, like, look, you know, this is why you play the game. You go down, met a lot of great people. I got to talk about Don. I got to talk to Andre Hopkins about barbecue. Yeah. Talk to George about theater. It's like challenge Victor Cruz to salsa dance. Oh, nice. He said he declined. Oh, really? We got revenge on our podcast, though. Like 
six months later, he came on our show. And we had a great time with him at the end. I totally called him out for it. Did he end up doing the dance? Well, no, we were on Zoom. Uh, when, I, we were on Zoom. <laughs> when I see him next time, his feet were shuffling under the table. Yeah, I'm sure. Really, you yeah. See him not be able to resist. Yeah, it's. I mean, Radio Rose again. Like I said, it's why you play the game. Like, you get to see everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love it. It's a lot of, a lot of camaraderie. You know, I mean, we've been so virtual for the past, you know, two years now. Yeah. And to like kind of just finally see people in person is great. I mean, this is the first time that we're meeting in person. We are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time yeah. we ever met so was in like, yeah. Zoom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's crazy. It's like, like you know y'all, but like it's like oh, it was always over Zoom. It's yeah. great because like you walk around and it's like people that you either haven't seen in a year or you've met via Zoom or you call and it's just a, it's cool. It's like, I, I think you come here for the guests, of course, but you also come here to kind of like mingle and yeah, of course. And things like that. Yep. This is for fun for uh, GA. No, GA this is great because I'm like fangirling out because I love yeah. you guys. I've like loved you guys for, you know, at, at least like four years, like four oh, or five years that. since you guys. Yeah, yeah, she, she, she's fangirling over us and not Barry Sanders that just walked know, by. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> um, so someone else was here today and that I'm very excited about. Lincoln Riley was here. Oh. And I wanted to get your thoughts on Lincoln Riley. Well, Josh also saw Lincoln Riley today. He's got a funny story I to tell you. So we, Bron, like obviously you know Bron. Yes. I believe you and Bron go way back to the college days. That's right. Exactly. We haven't had the real dirt. His younger cousin is PR for USC. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. So... She's going to be with Lincoln, Bronx, Texas, Tom Jenkins. Hey, see Lincoln, the girl that's with him is my cousin. Yes. Go say hi. I'm lugging equipment in, obviously decked out in Longhorns. First person I see as I walk in, like clear as day. Yes. Nice. Do not say hi to the cousin. Throw my horns up and go, hook him horns. As loud as I could. As loud as I could. He like totally ignores it. I was like, dang, that was like a little awkward. Then he turns around, walks away, goes, bet you're glad I'm gone, right? I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's a great interaction. Yeah, he's, I mean, the guy is a football, at least offensively genius. Yeah. And you're getting Caleb Williams. And the Pac 12 is a gong show. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, what are your thoughts on the Pac-12? Because I think it's disgraceful. It's, it was so embarrassing for the longest time. Like, um, like I think last year during the pandemic, when, like, it didn't matter who won that Pac-12. Like, USC could have won that Pac-12 championship game, and they wouldn't have even been in the top ten, I don't think. I mean, no. there, was, like, there was no respect around the country for these guys, for this team. And then my issue with Clay Helton was you have to, at the very least, Paul Hackett recruited Los Angeles. Yeah. At the very least, you can't have the best players from your hometown, your backyard, leaving. Going to Mobile, going to Norman, going to, like, wherever. Bryce Young. Yeah. Call, yeah how so is. at the very least, and you can never please... I mean, the, the amount of USC fans I still hear from, like, well, Lincoln Riley just took over Bob Stoops' team. and I'm like, hold up. Just at the very least, we're getting really good players. What happens this season? I have no idea. But we got Kayla Williams at quarterback. We got, like, the best recruits are coming here. Um, I am just excited that we are being talked about. We are relevant again. So I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah. I mean, like, look, we sit here, we got Quinn Ewers. We went five and seven. We're sitting here as Longhorns going, that should be our conference. Yeah. Yeah. And in a conference that, you know, has struggled so hard to get viewership too. I mean, this is, this is another thing as well. Yeah. He's got a real opportunity to put Pac-12 on the map as an entire conference. I mean, the the embarrassment of that conference still having the Pac-12 network is just, I mean, no one, 
can see it. No one can watch these games. And I think I forgot what it is. Like they, like USC has to have one game on the Pac-12 network, and that's like an 11 a.m. kickoff or some crappy. You know, yeah, it's terrible. It's like they do Friday night. It's like sometimes I think the person running the Pac-12 is like Rob Manfred in the sky. Yeah, yeah. It's like Friday night, Stanford, Oregon. Like you know, the number three team in the country versus the number 15 in the country. 8 p.m. Yeah, so, someone's still stuck in high school. Yeah. 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 You know, we're out getting beers at that point. Yeah. 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 Everybody's going out and getting dinner cheap. I'm excited, objectively. Yeah. I'm excited for USC. Caleb Williams, do not overthink it. He should be. He was like not. He should be the Heisman favorite. He should be the Heisman favorite. Uh, yeah. Behind Bryce Young. And I love. I agree with Sure. Him, and I love Stroud. Yeah. I think Caleb Williams saw him live fight. Yeah, I'm so excited. Yeah, no, I mean, you guys think, uh, like, Rush, you said that they should be on the map, at least they're in the conversation. I mean, first of all, you shouldn't even be thinking about about it like that. You should be like, we should be winning the the conference at this point. Um, What are you guys' thoughts as far as them winning the conference, as far as how far they're going to go with this year, with all these transfers coming in from the transfer portal, from, you know, Lincoln Riley being able to recruit who he can recruit um, and stay in L.A. because L.A. has ridiculous talent when it comes to football. Oh, yeah. And they haven't been getting that for the past, no. I don't know, decade. Yeah. So, like, now you can finally get that, you know, you can get that guy to recruit all those kids and keep them in L.A. and keep them um, and go, have them go to SC. Yeah. So what do you think their chances possibly are of buying for a national title? I know that it's only his first year, but he's still a stud. He's a stud coach. So, yeah. I, I mean, will this be the year or is this, like, one of those, you know what, we'll just be happy with a – a playoff spot. I could definitely see them see them winning the conference. Um, I, I mean, it, you're just going to look four years down the road, right? And he's going to have his full class, and I think he's going to dominate the West Coast and probably end up in the top five in recruiting every year. I mean, he's going to get all the California kids, some of the kids, some yeah. of the kids in Nevada. There's a lot of those guys in Arizona as well. I mean, just dominate the West Coast. But in terms from what we're looking at this year, uh, I truly believe that they are they should be the front runner yeah. to win the conference. Uh, I mean, you look at the teams that you know might pull out some trouble for them and it's Oregon but like they're always unstable you know and new head coach as well right Chris Ball left I mean exactly I mean there's really not a ton of stability and that's kind of all how it is I mean like these guys these teams cannibalize each other and that's what shuts them out of the college football playoffs (laughs) so you just need that one dominant force and that could be USC to come in and uh Win the conference, then hopefully make it to the to the top four and and, and play for a national championship. Hopefully we have eight in the mix because like, I mean, yeah. I'm trying to go off my dome. Did Kirby go to the playoffs first year at Georgia? It's not out of the realm of possibility, especially to transport. I mean, that guy is a mastermind. I mean, if there's anyone who can do it, then it's him. You're starting to Oregon's got a new head coach, my team coming in, and I don't I'm not as confident in their regime being able to do what Lincoln's going to be capable of doing. Yeah. And I mean, look again, like. With the transfer portal, like we were five and seven last year, so I wasn't expecting it to get get done. When college football is like Alabama was stocked, they're going to be stocked again next year. They always are, and Georgia's always good. But I don't think those teams are completely unbeatable. I think I think people would come in there and do it. I think Cincinnati got their little love pick, and you know, obviously Notre Dame for some reasons has always been the mix. Yeah, but I mean, the thing with Alabama as well is that. A lot of their guys transferred because they're not getting the playing time they think yeah, they deserve, right. and those guys are still Alabama recruits, Alabama players. Uh, obviously, he's not made great headway in the news. Kamara is a Tennessee guy who people forget he started Alabama. Oh yeah, right. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I mean, that's what you want USC, you want Texas to become plug and play programs. That's yeah. And the great thing is, we get the College Football National Championship game here at SoFi Stadium. Well, we're not at SoFi Stadium, but here in Los Angeles at SoFi Stadium. That's next year? Next year. Wow. Oh, we're going, baby, when the you horns You got to be there. So, I mean, <laughs> listen, but I do think, and I'm not going out of limb here, the transfer portal changes the game. This is not like it's going to take two years to turn around a program. Right. You literally can just, it's next day. free agency. Now, is that a good thing? Do we like that? I think there's aspects of it that are positive and there's aspects that kind of suck. You know, I mean, yeah. there's not a ton of loyalty and, uh, you know, our co-host on the Horns Up podcast that we also host, our Texas show, Quan Cosby, um, the transfer portal guys, he says, you know, those are me guys, not yeah. we guys, right? Mm. Those guys right. want to come in and they want to play for playing time. And, and he's, yeah. Yeah, he's got a national championship and like his team was a full of, full of we guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of have to see how it shakes out. But um it's good for NIL opportunities for sure. I mean, these yeah. kids are finally, you know, getting what they're worth. Um, the one thing that I will say though, is that it's not like basketball. Basketball is where the transfer portal, like they, those guys yeah. kind of had any time to like mesh together and play together. Football, you plug and play some linemen, some wide receivers, some, some defensive backs. Like, there's 11 guys on the field, you know, they can figure it out pretty quickly. Yeah. I like it because other teams like saw Arkansas getting more in the mix now. You see other teams where it's like, they, it's not just Bama and Georgia yeah. raking. It's actually guys leaving Bama and Georgia. So like a guy like Drew Sanders, the five stars going through Bama to Arkansas. I'm like, okay, Arkansas is a team that you know can go you get smacked in the SEC, but it's good for college football if other teams are yeah. actually a big proponent of that. I've had people come to my face but I don't understand what that concept means. And I'm a firm believer when you have a team <laughs> like the Bengals are not usually there and they're exciting players. Yeah. Like that differentiation is good. It's good for the Milwaukee Bucks to get in because if the Milwaukee Bucks never win, then the NBA is not legit. It's just not a joke. Yeah. I mean, do I think the Kings will ever win in my lifetime? No chance. No. I could literally <laughs> do like a, I could do like, well, how, what did Moses make it to? Like, I could do <laughs> Nicholas Flamel for all you Harry no. Potter fans. <laughs> Gee, hey, 600 <laughs> years of Sorcerer's Stone, and I really don't think the Sacramento Kings are going to get there. That being said, like having these mid-market teams in the mix, having these mid-level SEC teams in the big functions, kind of get a shot, it really is good for the sport because it's just insane. I was not a fan of like LeBron versus the Warriors, LeBron versus the Warriors. Yeah. So why don't you do that? Yeah, I mean, that's something that, you know, the NFL has parity. The NHL has parity. Even like, MLB a little bit, you know. I mean, we saw yeah. the Braves win for the first time in yeah. uh, over a decade. Win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, definitely. I mean, okay. So sw- swapping topics real quick, guys, because we're not running out of time. But I know how long you can go, because <laughs> which is amazing. Um, we are here. It's Media Row. Yep. Super Bowl. Who you got? So I'm riding the Bengals still. Uh, I placed a, a prop bet oh. on them, or a future, sorry, um, for them to win the Super Bowl uh, before they started playing the Chiefs. So wow. I got, got them pretty good odds. That's so great. I just got to stay with my heart. My reasoning, of course, is my money, but also because <laughs> of the fact that Joe Burrow is not a loser. He's a no, winner. Right. Uh, I saw a clip of him when he lost his high school state championship. I saw that. That and, was clutch. Yeah, I just talked about how you know he never wanted to have this feeling again. It's the worst feeling of his life. And he's proved it so far, right? Yeah. He's, he won a national championship. He won a Heisman. You know, he was the first overall pick. Towards the ACL last year, they picked in the top five, and now they're in the Super Bowl. Amazing. I mean, well, they've really overcome some tremendous odds, and he's just a flat-out winner. Now, 
the tough part is digesting that they don't have the best offensive line and the Rams have an amazing defensive line. No. So, but I also believe that Joe Burrow is he plays at his best when he's under pressure, when he's trying to improvise, right? Yeah. When he's on the run, when he's trying to get that first down that's, you know, seven yards away. Um, I, I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, it's going to be a close one, but you just got to rely on that, the hot team. I mean, look at the New York Giants when they beat the undefeated Patriots. They were yeah. the hot team that snuck in and, and shocked everybody. Scorch, I don't know. I'm going, my gut keeps telling me Rams. My gut in my head are Rams spread in the under. I wanted it at three and a half. I wanted it at 50. I got greedy, and now it's a three and a half, four and a half. So it's in my face part three of this segment. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the deal. Last defensive player to win MVP in the Super Bowl is Von Miller. He's on him. That's right. He knows how to win. He's been Aaron Donald, the best defensive player of the past decade. Not even like, okay, this guy is like medicine. Maybe ever. Yeah. It's like, so I mean, let's, let's double team. Like, okay, he gets double team every day, right. three times on Monday. Like, and this guy is still under 30. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Stafford's not a winner, but who can be in Detroit? The only one who's ever won in Detroit was Eminem. Yeah. Chauncey, <laughs> Chauncey and Isaiah. Like, and no one's won in Detroit since you know, Eminem beat Clarence. And yeah. like, everyone knows that. And, but Stafford comes out. I, wa- I always watch that clip where he dislocates his shoulder. And yeah. And clocks it. He is a gamer. Mm-hmm. Very minimum. Whitworth. That. McVay's been there and lost. Yes, that's big. Like, they're all in. Like, they keep mortgaging the future, which honestly is like some, I don't really know a Ponzi scheme well enough to say it's a Ponzi scheme, <laughs> but it feels like it's a Ponzi scheme. Right. It feels like a Ponzi scheme. But you know something weird's going on yeah, economically? Right. It probably is. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, I feel you on the four and a half be, uh, because, like, I, I think that the Rams are going to win by three. Okay. I don't think they're going to, yeah, I think they're going to win by a field goal. I think that defense is going to knock. Burrow on his butt, but at the same time, he's going to keep getting back up, so he's going to keep slinging it, and he's going to um, hit that short game as well. So I think that he's, and you're right, he's a stud. Um, he may come a little off kilter to some people. I've heard a lot of people aren't really his hugest fan just because of that shiny abruptness that he has, like where he basically says, you know, yeah, of course, I'm the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. Of course I make money. Of course <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a millionaire. Like, what do you want from me? You I know? love that he's brutally oh, it's honest, great. though. Oh, I I love the honesty, right? I love like I think yeah, the offense was. So like you gotta come back a little harsh, you know. Do you like him? I do. I like Joe Burrow. I I, I like him, but you're right. That offensive line, it's garbage. Yeah, it's so bad. Nine times in the divisional yeah. game. Yeah, so nine gotta, times. Yeah, but he kept getting up. He got up eight of those nine times. Yeah. He so did. I mean, the fact that that kid can still get up. And, and he can still play the way he is. And they, his the line made a correction. He got sacked one time the game after that yeah. against a pretty good rushing team. So he's in the twenty four thirteen. Yeah, yeah I, I mean. That's what I'm gonna say. Twenty four thirteen. That's just your pick. Twenty four thirteen. Okay. And I think to your point, this game can not be close if the Rams defense do what they think that they will do. They they are pretty confident they're gonna get to Joe Burrow. Now, will he get up? Yes. But, I mean, at some point, Von Miller and Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald and Von, you know, just, yeah. just So, there's a lot of good defenses that he's played. The Rams are at another level. I've never been more confident in a late-game situation than when Jimmy Garoppolo, and I know he's been, you know, he's Jimmy G, but when the Rams gave the ball back, I said there's no way the 49ers are going to score here. I mean, I I had no confidence at all that they were going to do a thing. So, um... I, I, 
I think it's, it's gonna be Rams. Radio row. You see someone you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Rob just got hit, hit up again while, while we were in the middle of recording. Yeah, so, so. yeah. Yeah. Gotta love Radio Row. That's the beauty of Radio Row. I think it's like you kind of see everyone and you could be in the middle of <laughs> asking a question. You're like, wait a minute. Uh, but that was like, I haven't seen her again. You don't see people for years. Last time I saw her was in Miami. I think that's when a lot, that, that was the last big event a lot of people went to. Yeah. They may have gone to little things here and there, but like the last, because again, we were like two of the only people at the Super Bowl yeah. row. So. But th- it, this is fun to have this event here. And it's I do in LA. think it's the beginning of all these events coming back to Los Angeles. Um, so it's just a fun time. And again, last time it was here, 30 years ago. You guys don't remember that, I don't think. That wasn't right? a lot. Yeah, I was going to say. Remember. But I do. Exactly. But now it's a different time Stunned where wind. we're, we're going to get the World Cup here, we're going to get the Olympics here. National championship. It's gonna be it, a great it's time. LA, you know. We, you know. They, they're they're back, and uh, this is the yeah. icing on the cake, you know. All right, the charity stripe. You guys are the best. We love you guys. Yeah, thanks All for right. having it's us. It's nice again. to see you in person. That's right. <laughs> Long at last. Yeah. Let's uh, leave it there for now, and when we come back, we'll have some more from Radio Row. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now a word from our newest sponsor, NordVPN. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Do it now. And now... Let's go back to the show. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California and 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. We are coming to you live from Super Bowl Radio Row, the Los Angeles Convention Center. Super Bowl week here uh, in Los Angeles. Um, Again, a lot of in-person uh, chats like we just had with the charity stripe, but uh, the media availability with the players still via Zoom. We will see them in person on Friday, uh, but did want to play for you uh, some of uh, our chat or the media's chat with uh, Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford. Big game. We touched on it in the previous segment. He is a winner. He is a gamer. He is now one win away from being a Super Bowl champion. So let's now hear from Los Angeles Rams quarterback. Matthew Stafford. Congratulations, Matthew, on making it to the Super Bowl. I have a question for you. All right. Fire away, buddy. My question is, what was your first thought when you heard you were getting traded? And what were some things you had to get used to in moving from Detroit to L.A.? Um, My first thought was, man, I was excited. You know, I was excited about the opportunity to come to Los Angeles, play for this great organization with the great teammates that I'm going to have the opportunity to play with, you know, and, and, um, for a great coaching staff, uh, you know, at the same time, I was I was really thinking back about how appreciative I am of so many of the great teammates and players, you know, that I got to play with in Detroit. Thankful to the Ford family for my opportunity to play in this league. Um, but at the same time, I was I was pumped about being able to uh, to get to L.A. Um, some things I had to get used to uh, just about everything. It was a uh, total, total different, uh, you know, situation for me and my family, both on the football field and off. But uh you know, there's been great support here, both with our team and, and throughout the community to help my family and myself kind of 
you know, integrate as quickly as we possibly could. And, and we're here today, uh, you know, getting this great opportunity to play in this game. So it's been, uh, it's been a whole lot of fun. Thanks for the question, though. Hi, Matthew. Congratulations again. Uh, moments like this must be very special for you. You were brought here to help the Rams win a Super Bowl. What kind of pressure are you feeling right now? Um, yeah, I mean, these, these opportunities are what you play the game for. You know, I'm, I'm so uh, lucky to be in this situation and being able to go out and, and battle one more time with this great group of guys that I have as teammates and coaches. Um, you know, as far as pressure goes, I mean, we say it around here all the time, pressure is a privilege. You know, that means, uh, you know, something is expected of you and we expect that of ourselves anyway. So, um, you know, I think the biggest thing is just the overall excitement um, for this opportunity, knowing what it took to get here, all the great players, uh, you know, on our team that are either – you know, still playing with us or, or got injured in the process or, you know, are helping us get a look, uh, you know, in practice. I mean, everybody's had such a huge role in this. Um, you know, you're just playing for those guys, playing for your teammates, playing for your brothers. Hey, Matthew, um, happy birthday. Good to see you. Um, last time we talked in the in SoFi, you, uh, we talked about you getting here for this big game. But I um, want to ask you how you're celebrating your birthday today and uh, what's, the, what's, what's the big celebration. And also, did you happen to see The Rock comparing himself to uh, Joe Burrow, that picture he took? Um, as far as celebrating my birthday, I'm here talking to you nice people and uh, doing a bunch of that today. Got a little uh, you know, work in at the facility um, there's going to be plenty of time to celebrate my birthday after this, uh, you know, after this week. So I'm just hanging with the family at the house tonight, just having a good time with them. Um, and as far as seeing the rock compare himself to Joe Burrow, I did not, I have seen the side-by-side photos of Joe's outfit post game last week in the rock. Um, I think that's what he was going for, but I'm not on social media. I'm not up with a lot of the trends, but, uh, it seemed like a sweet look. Hey Matt, it's, uh, it's been a while. Good to see you again. You too. Hey, you, you kind of mentioned it in the opening comments, but, um, you know, from the game where you played the Lions in L.A., you, you saw the support that you had there from the Detroit fan base still. And um, I, I'm sure you're aware of the, the groundswell of support you've had from from former teammates as you've made this run. Is is there any sense that you're playing for for more than, than just yourself and, and your current team here that you're playing for, you know, those, those that supported you here in Detroit and, and those former teammates that battled with you all those years here with the Lions? Yeah, I mean, I think we all are, you know, I mean, if we sit here and say, uh, you know, we're not a product of our experiences or we haven't learned from some of the things that we've had go on in the past or haven't picked up things from picked up things from great teammates or coaches along the way, um, we'd be lying to ourselves. You know, I think we all are playing for not only the guys in this locker room, but the people who have helped us get to this position. And there's so many people in Detroit um, and important people in my life that uh, that have helped me get here. You know, the Ford family was unbelievable in giving me the opportunity you know, to even come into this league and, and play this game that I love. They supported me and, and pushed me, you know, for years there, um, you know, still in contact with them and, and appreciate them so much um, as as I do with, you know, so many teammates that I played with, both guys that are still playing and guys that, you know, have retired. But uh, I do appreciate so much, you know, just everybody's uh, support. Um, and I know that when I'm out there playing, whether it's, you know, this week in the Super Bowl or any other game, I'm a representation of those experiences that I've had with those people. And, and uh, you know, I feel like every time I step out on the field, I'm playing for not really myself, um, but for everybody that's helped get me there. And those past 10 years have, have helped shape the player, you know, that you are today. Is there, there any experience lessons that you learned in Detroit that, you know, specifically have applied to the, the run that you've leaned on uh, that applied to the run this year? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that there was a single time or an instance, but I think, uh, you know, just the ability to, uh, you know, to, to overcome adversity. You know, I mean, I know that sounds cliche, but there was plenty of time in Detroit where 
you know, we were having a tough, tough stretch of games or I was having a, you know, a tough quarter or a tough half, whatever it was, and being able to just, you know, trust yourself, trust your preparation and go to work, um, you know, and continue to work and, and trust your teammates and all that kind of stuff uh, that, that really, you know, I, I still feel that way and think that way today. You know, we had a tough stretch in our season this year in the month of November where, you know, we didn't win, uh, you know, a football game and, and, you know, lost three in a row there. I didn't play particularly good football, um, you know, but we just continued to work and we continued to trust each other, continue to understand that the process of us going to work every single day is what's going to get us out of that. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, if I bring that attitude and guys, you know, if I help turn one guy's attitude on this team, maybe it helped us get to this point. Um, but that's things that, you know, you don't really learn unless you go through some tough times, some tough adversity. And, and uh, there were some times in Detroit that, that really, you know, taught me that. And, uh, you know, I've carried it with me. Hey, Matthew. Long time no see. Happy birthday. Thank you. How you doing? Present, um, to be in the Super Bowl, I'd say that's a good birthday present. Um, but you have four young daughters. So have you ever described the Super Bowl to them? And if so, what was that conversation like? Um, yeah, I mean, my, my wife, Kelly, she's done a decent job of trying to catch them up to speed. Um, I think they went to school the other day and uh, told their teacher that my dad's going to the Super Bowl. And their teacher was like, I know, we'll all be cheering for him. And then that kind of threw them off. They're like, how did you know that? Um, they, don't, they don't really understand the magnitude of it, I don't think. Um, but they're pumped that dad's in the Super Bowl. And, and uh, you know, it's one more football game that they get to watch and cheer on. So, uh, you know, they're, they're everything to me. It's, it's so fun to get to go home to them every single day, see them. And, and uh, the joy they bring me is, is pretty unbelievable. So, uh, it'll be fun playing in front of them and, and uh, getting a chance to go play one more game with these guys. What's up, Matthew? How you doing? Doing good. How are you? Good. Thanks. Um, wondering what you remember about working with Brian Callahan, um, what you can tell us about the type of person he is, the type of teacher he was or collaborator with you, um, and if you guys have talked at all or, or caught up uh, heading into, obviously, this week. Yeah, Callie's a special guy, um, was a great coach for me. Um, spent a lot of time talking football with him and talking life. I mean, he's a, he's an unbelievable coach. He's a great person. Um, I really got to know him well and, and I've, you know, I've kept in touch with him over the years. Um, you know, and, and we texted, uh, kind of right after, uh, you know, the game a couple weeks ago, um, you know, just saying excited for each other, excited for the opportunity to go play each other and compete. Um, but he's a rising star, man. He's a, he's a great mind and, and, uh, just happy I got to spend some time with him. And I know, you know, the Bengals got to be extremely happy to have him on the staff doing what he's doing, um, you know, helping out their their uh, their guys. Hi, thank you very much. This is Sergio Venegas from Deportreza.com from Mexico City. First of all, congratulations to reach the final of the Super Bowl. Thank and you, I want to ask you two questions. First of all, this could be the, the very important game of your career so far. And now are you aware that you become a hero for many persons, but I want to ask you, who is in your life your hero? Thank you very much, and I wish you the best luck for the Sunday. Thank you very much. Um, as far as your first question on the importance of this game, absolutely. I think we all understand the magnitude and the importance of it. Um, you know, at, at the same time, you know, once the ball snapped, uh, that's going to be another football game. You know, we got to go out there and execute. We got to play, you know, to the best of our ability, trust each other, trust our ourselves, and go out there and just have fun playing it and enjoying the experience. Um, as far as my hero, it's it's just my family. I mean, my dad, you know, taught me how to throw a football. Um, my mom taught me so many other things in life, you know, how to deal with situations and, and how to deal with people and, and appreciate people. Um, you know, I just have so many, so many people that have helped me get along, you know, get here along the way. Um, but, you know, just my parents, I was, I was so lucky to, uh, to grow up in the house that I grew up in with, you know, my mom and my dad and my sister. Um, 
you know, keeping me level headed, keeping me, you know, the person that I am today, um, you know, curious and, and, uh, you know, appreciative of people and relationships. Um, those are the people that, you know, got me here and, and, uh, I guess you could call them my heroes. Hey Matt, I'm sure you're really happy to be spending your birthday with all of us. So happy birthday. Yeah, you got it. Thanks. So you've been great against the blitz this year. You beat that all out blitz from Tampa Bay. You had that, you beat that blitz against the Niners last week by some advanced metrics. You were the best quarterback against the blitz in the entire league this season. Does any part of you actually like being blitzed? <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, I'm just trying to play each play as, it, as its own. Um, you know, I think part of, uh, you know, my success is the, uh, the ability that I have, you know, surrounding me. You know, I have so many great players around me. Um, just do a great job of trying to get the ball in their hands and let them do their thing. Um, you know, and, and guys up front that are doing an unbelievable job keeping me clean when they do decide to pressure. Um, you know, do you like the blitz? Yeah, I mean, there's certain times where it takes less guys out of the out of coverage, and you've got the ability to, uh, you know, go out there and attack them with one less defender out there. Then, then yeah, that's that's great. But I think the part that you know is is uh, you know made us so successful against the blitz is really it's really everybody, right? Our offensive line has done such an unbelievable job. Our backs do a great job picking picking up those blitzes, and then you know I might throw a, a five yard pass to Cooper, Odell, Van. Um, Higby, whoever it is, and those guys run for 15 more, you know, and I'm getting a 20-yard completion. So uh, I got to give a lot of credit to, you know, all my teammates that, that have let that number kind of come to life. Hey, Matthew, uh, most important, A, happy birthday. Uh, Thank you. B, um, I'm, I'm curious, if, if this was a normal two weeks between games, you'd have a bye week, you'd get away a little bit, those type of things. Sean had just explained he thinks about 80% of the game plan is in. How do you, um, how would you describe where you are Monday? You know, you're sitting there in a beautiful uh, Super Bowl sweat jacket. How different is this Monday? How hard is it? Because you've always really compartmentalized keeping it normal. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a different week. It's a different 10 days, two weeks, whatever it is, um, than a normal one. Um, You know, nobody was getting out of town last week and everybody was kind of dialing in, doing everything they can to make their body and their mind feel as good as they can for this game coming up. Um, our coaches did a great job of getting ahead and, uh, you know, we do feel confident and, you know, and what we want to run and what we want to go do, um, you know, but at the same time, you know, we had yesterday off, was able to uh, spend some time with my family and kind of decompress and understand that, you know, we're going to have a big week coming up. So let's have some time to just kind of get away for a little bit. So um, I think it's been a great balance. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is just a, whatever the, you know, whatever the goal is for the day to go get done, let's get that done. Don't look too far ahead. Don't look too far behind. Um, you know, if our goal today was to come in and do X, Y, and Z, let's just do that to the, to the best of our ability. And I think, you know, that starts with coach. He does such a great job of kind of planning out and letting us know, Hey, here's how this is going to go. Um, you know, let's go attack each day as its own and understand that that process is going to be, you know, plenty, um, to go out there and play with a quiet of mind and play well. Hey, Matthew, I'm wondering when you broached the subject of a trade with the lions, was that impacted at all by hey, look, Tom Brady just went to a second team and ha- won a Super Bowl, and now that you're doing it, do you give any thought to the idea that may- maybe others will do it? Like maybe franchise quarterbacks don't have to play 17 or 18 years for the same team anymore because of you and you and Tom. Well, I, I definitely, uh, you know, did not um, think about what Tom had done. Um, our, our, our times that our, uh, you know, drafted teams were a little bit different. Um, he won a bunch of Super Bowls. Um, you know, I was unable to, you know, win a playoff game at that point. So we were, uh, 
you know, it was it was different times. I was not thinking about Tom, but uh, just, you know, thinking inside out what was going to be best for me, what was going to be best for the Lions and all that. As far as other guys doing it, I got no idea. You know, I think uh, every situation is unique in this league. Um, and, uh, you know, I think I, I guess I leave it at that. I don't really know, you know, what other guys would or, or thinking about moving. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that happened for me. It happened to work out well. And, and uh, I'm definitely just appreciative that I have this opportunity. Hi, Matthew. I don't know what it's like for you playing on such a superstar heavy team and specifically if, what it's like having Cooper Cup and OBJ as your main targets. Um, you know, as far as a superstar heavy team, um, you know, I think that's kind of what the outside world probably thinks of us. Um, you know, but for us, we just come into work every single day. Uh, you know, we've got a nothing but guys that want to come in here and work hard. Um, from the top down, you know, Aaron Donald sets the tone. I mean, that guy's an unbelievable worker, um, and his ability to push and drive our defense is second to none. Jalen Ramsey is the same. Um, you know, Von Miller has come in and, and just fit right in. Um, and on the offensive side of the ball, it's the same way. Um, you know, Big Wit's been doing this for a long time, and he sets the tone for us on offense, does an unbelievable job leading the guys up front and really everybody. Um, and then we have guys that just fill in and, and do their job every single day. Um, for me, you know, getting to work with Cooper and Odell has been, you know, a blast. Obviously, I've gotten a full year with Cooper and his, um, you know, his greatness and his ability to affect the game, both with the football, without the football. Um, you know, in any kind of way you can affect the game, he does it. Um, such a great teammate, such a great friend and, and uh, football player. And then with Odell, um, he's come in since day one. His ability to grasp what we're asking him to do midseason with no OTAs, no training camp. It was really, uh, you know, really impressive, you know, from my standpoint, what he's been able to grasp, go out there and execute and play. Um, he's been huge for us in the playoffs. He's had big games for us in the last couple games that have really propelled us. Um, you know, to the position that we are today, and and we're going to need more of the same from them. But uh, it's been it's been a blast working with those guys. Really, everybody on this team. Uh, you know, I just pinch myself sometimes thinking about the opportunity I'm getting to do. Uh, you know, play this game. You know, in the Super Bowl with with uh, a bunch of great teammates and a bunch of great coaches. Just uh, just happy for the opportunity. Hey Matt, congratulations on making the Super Bowl. Um, this is obviously what you came here for. This game is a dream come true for you. So what's your biggest challenge of staying in the moment and making sure you get it done on Sunday? Yeah, you know, as far as what I came here for, you know, I came here for a, for a new beginning, a new opportunity, um, you know, to go out there and play football with a, with a great team. Um, you know, just because I came here, uh, you know, it doesn't mean we were going to get to this point. So many guys have sacrificed so many things along the way to help us get here. Guys that are either playing with us still or – are injured and are not able to play. I think about Robert Woods. I think about Johnny Munt. I think about Sebastian Joseph Day. And there's so many guys that have helped us get to this point. And, uh, you know, we just, we need every single one of those guys. And I appreciate every single one of those guys so much for helping us get to this point. Um, but as far as staying in the moment, um, you know, I flipped the tape on and watched the Bengals and uh, that'll keep you in the moment real quick. I mean, they're a really talented football team. Um, you know, do a great job on defense. You know, the side of the ball that I'm looking at of mixing the looks, giving the quarterbacks a bunch of things to look at. Um, you know, and they're doing all that with big time players. So, uh, you know, it's it's easy for me at the moment to just kind of stay in it, lock in at uh, what's, you know, what the task is at hand, go about my business. And I'm sure on Sunday I'm going to be as excited as I've ever been playing a football game. There's no question about that, understanding, you know, the magnitude and, and all that. But at the same time, uh, you know, once the ball snapped, it's a football game. Go out there, play, have fun, enjoy the moment with my teammates. Hey, Matthew. Um just curious, having already gone through one week of, you know, build up, are you to the point yet where you can't wait for this to get to this game or 
do you think you'll be at that point at some, you know, some point here later in the week? Um, you know, there's still, there's still more to do, um, you know, from a football standpoint for us. So, uh, you know, don't feel like we're at that point, you know, right now. Um, and I think the way coach has this week planned out for us, I think he's going to have us primed and ready to go um, right when Sunday hits. So we're excited about that. Um, you know, is there anticipation? Is there excitement? Absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's what you dream of doing when you're a kid out in the backyard playing catch with your dad is, is uh, you know, going out there and getting a chance to play uh, in Super Bowl. So um, excited about that. Um, not downplaying that, but at the same time, um, coach has a great plan for us. We got a bunch of guys that, uh, you know, are veteran players who, uh, who understand how to get themselves ready to go play football games. And, and this one's no different. Hey, Matthew, I couldn't be happier for you. Happy birthday. I'm just so, so pumped for you. Um, my question is uh, kind of a two-parter really quick. Uh, have you heard from Megatron specifically? And after all you guys did together, um, start there. And then that the follow-up, what area of your offense do you believe specifically has gone to a different level in the playoffs? Yeah, um, I have heard from Calvin. I've heard from a bunch of old teammates. Um, you know, he was such a big part of my success in Detroit. Uh, it was so, you know, such a great learning experience for me to watch a guy that's the greatest, you know, at his craft at that position at the time and, and to what just the way he went around about his business, the way he treated people, the way he, uh, you know, did everything really was 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 such great class and, and work ethic and all that. It was so fun for me to be around that and see that. Um, so I appreciate him so much. Um, you know, as far as what our offense has done, I mean, I think, you know, it's just been kind of a, a continuation of what we've been able to do in the regular season. All right, that was Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford uh, meeting with the media. Again, all of the player availability uh, this week outside of Friday. Friday, uh, the Rams will be talking to the media from their practice facility um, is being done via Zoom, but we are in person here on Radio Row at the Super Bowl. Exciting time um, for us, for the show, just to kind of see everyone back here after uh, Tampa, which was just, um, you know, didn't really feel like the row but this is a fun experience we will be here uh this week talking to various people talking to different um you know former players current players coaches things like that but it's just great again to have the Super Bowl back here rams cincinnati Bengals coming up this sunday that's all the time we have for today let's do it again tomorrow until then this is arash markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy this is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.